You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm good. I'm well. We're ready for some more Sports Talk. Oh, yeah. Some balls. Talking about big and little balls. Are we talking about balls today? All ball. All ball. You love all balls. Let's do it. Starting with... The NBA portion of our in, in baseball basketball talk. We have the NBA standings in the Atlantic Division. The Nets are twelve and five. Knicks are nine and seven and two and a half back. The Celtics are nine and eight, as well as the 76ers, both three games back. And the Raptors are eight and nine and four games back. In the Central Division, the Bulls are eleven and five. Cavs are nine and eight. Bucks are nine and eight, both two and a half back. The Pacers are seven and eleven. Hmm, Slurpees. Five games back, and Pistons are four and eleven and six and a half back. In the Southeast Division, the Wizards are eleven and five. The Heat are eleven and six, a half game behind them. The Hornets are ten and eight, two games back. Hawks eight and nine, three and a half back. And the Magic are four and thirteen, seven and a half back. In the Western Conference, in the Northeast Division, the Jazz have overtaken the Nuggets. Are now eleven and five. The Nuggets have slipped to second, nine and seven, and a game back. The Blazers are nine and eight, three and a half back. The Wolves are seven and nine. Also three and a half back, which I'm not sure how that worked out, but it did. And the Thunder are six and ten, four and a half back. In the Pacific Division, the Warriors still lead the division at fourteen and two. The Suns are twelve and three and one and a half back. I have that wrong. Actually, they're not twelve and three. Should be a different number. The Clippers are nine and seven, um, five back. The Lakers are eight and nine, um, six and a half back, and the Kings are six and eleven which makes them eight and a half back in that one. Out in the south uh, west division, the Mavs are nine and six. The Grizzlies are eight and eight, and a uh, game and a half back. The Spurs are four and 11, five back. The Pelicans, three and 15. 
Uh, seven and a half back in the Rockets are one and fifteen, putting them eight and a half back in the division. Crazy. Let me get this right. No, yeah, Phoenix is twelve and three. Okay, never mind. I thought I had their record wrong, but I have it right. They are twelve and three. All right, so let's move on to some baseball news to cover some interesting things happening in this offseason. Let's do it, brother. So far. The MLB recently gave out its award, uh, season awards, and one of the best ones was Shohei Otani winning the AL MVP award. Granted, his team uh, is nothing special, but he is. As we had discussed all season long, the greatness of Shohei showed as both a starting pitcher and everyday player. Otani ended up finishing the year with a 257 batting average with 46 home runs and 100 RBIs. He had a 592 slugging percentage and on-base percentage of 965. As a pitcher, he made 23 starts and had a 92 record. He had an ERA that was decent at 318 and had a whip of 109. He struck out 156 um, batters to 44 walks, um, which amounts to a 3.5 to 1 walk or strikeout to ratio or strikeout to walk ratio. There we go. Uh, this guy was sens- sensational and was voted unanimous MVP, becoming the 19th player in MLB history to do so. And also in his honor, Japan lit up the Tokyo Tower in Angels colors. Cooper, your thoughts? Dude, that is so awesome, man. Uh, this guy is just a sight to see. Um, it's it's very cool to get to watch him and play ball and play both sides of the ball, dude. Prove that that you know. Pitchers can hit. Pitchers can play all, you know, all parts of the field. I mean, this guy is good. I, I can't believe it, man. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with him all year. Uh, 46 home runs, finished third in the uh, American League in home runs. Um, right behind, uh, what was it? Um, 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 um. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and um, the catcher for the um, Kansas City Royals. Um, what's his name? Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, he had, he had a great year batting. Um, pretty decent pitching um, performance for him all season long. Uh, Would have liked to have seen him get a couple more starts here and there. Uh, so that way they probably could have had a little bit better of a record. But it is what it is. But it ended up being very um, nice season for him, which resulted in his MVP. So. Yeah, and I mean, think about it. Uh, you know, whenever his contract goes up, Mm-hmm. The, the Angels are screwed. He's gone. Mm, we'll see. They, they actually, I don't know, man, because I, I think it's, somebody else is going to be wanting that guy. Somebody else is going to be giving, you know, rolling out the red carpet and giving him all the money in the world, man. Yeah, well, we'll we're going to talk about something the Angels have done already this offseason to kind of help out in that situation. Um, it was Salvador Perez who was tied for the – um, legally in home runs with uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who finished second in the AL MVP voting, which is respectful. Um, I'm just sorry about Shohei doing both sides of the ball, offense and defense, well, pitching anyways, just kind of proved to me that he was just an overall better player, um, though it's not Vladimir's fault that he doesn't pitch. So, yeah. But it's kind of hard to beat that. All right, so some off-season maneuvers happening. Justin Verlander's free agency didn't last too long. Verlander, uh, coming off Tommy John surgery, agreed to stay in Houston with the Astros on a one-year, $25 million deal. As stated, Verlander missed all of 2021 due to Tommy John surgery. He recently worked out for 22 team reps, 
Uh, he chose to stay in Houston, which is no surprise that the team was just in the World Series and actually could have used him against Atlanta. Yeah, man. So, uh, that, that, it's a no-brainer for him. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that, but it uh, gives him a chance to, to show that, that he's still got it. And if he does, who knows, maybe they'll give him another contract. Maybe they'll see him in the World Series again. You never know. You never know. Um, obviously, they did make it to the World Series this last year, facing Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's bats were pretty hot in October, um, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, they were. And uh, kept going in the World Series. Uh, I'm not saying that having Verlander would have completely changed the series, but, I mean, it wouldn't have hurt, obviously. Yeah. Uh, since they lost 4-2 to two in the series. But, you know, if maybe if he pitches, it goes 7 Anything can happen in a game seven, especially when you're at home. Um, so that gives you an opportunity, whereas not having him obviously was not much of a help. Um, they wouldn't have been so up and down at the beginning of the year had they had Verlander because he's such a good pitcher. He would have helped them a lot further on in this regular season as well. Um, but as we all know, the baseball season's a marathon, not a sprint. So Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Yep. All right, so another quality pitcher is off the market as Noah Syndergaard heads to L.A. to join the AL MVP, Shohei Otani, in the starting rotation for the Angels. Syndergaard heads to the West Coast on a $21 million one-year one-year deal. It appears that the Angels are going to try to do whatever they can to make sure when Otani's contract is up for renewal that he'll be willing to stay with them. He has been stated that he has want, that he wants to be in contention for the World Series and preferably soon. So this can only help... The it Angels. Could, it could help, but... Especially if they're getting the Noah Syndergaard before his injury. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Noah Syndergaard's been nicknamed Thor due to his um, luscious long blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> and his amazing fastball. Oh, man, that thing goes up in the high 90s. I think he's even clicked at 100 once on a couple of uh, stadium radar guns. So so really, this could, this could only mean good things for Otani and... Mm-hmm. And uh, the Angels franchise, and we'll see what happens with it. I, I'm interested to see what, what goes on here. I'm definitely interested to see that, too. They're going to need something. I think they need a little bit more pitching than just um, Syndergaard and uh, Otani, though. But, oh, yeah. And they got to figure out how to get that offense fired up. I mean, they got some good players on offense, but, well, Trout has a hard time staying healthy for one, and then... Um, they got Randone from the Nationals last year, but Randone didn't do much of anything for him, which was a bit of a shock. So we'll see what happens um, as we move on further into the winter and possibly the nuclear winter because the lockout is looming in Major League Baseball. Boy, this is going to get really, really awkward. It is. Cold War. Yep. <clears throat> so... Some NBA news will go from the diamond to the hardwood. The Sacramento Kings have fired head coach Luke Walton as the team has gotten off to another terrible start to their season. Currently, the team is 6-11 and and dead last in the Pacific Division, but not actually too far behind the Lakers. Yeah, I'm avoiding pretty much that as much as I can, but I won't on the next one. Anyways, the team later announced that Alvin Gentry will be the team's interim head coach for the season, with the potential to be named head coach moving forward depending on the incentives the team reaches in his rewritten contract. The Kings are hoping for the magic that the Atlanta Hawks got last year when they fired their head coach, and Nate McMillan took over and led the team to the playoffs. Cooper, your thoughts on the Kings? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna need more than that than to, to, to you know get to the playoffs. I mean, it's Sacramento, dude. They haven't done anything in how long? 
early early two thousands. Yeah, when they were so, when they were actually a threat to the Lakers in yeah. the early two so thousands. This I I kind of feel bad for Luke Walton because I think he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, it it's just like Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. Yeah, and it makes you wonder though. It I hate to say this because I do really like Luke Walton because he, you know, he did really well for the Lakers as a role player, um, you know, and he did all that great stuff for the Warriors when Kerr was out with his medical condition. But was he actually that good of a coach, or was that team so talented that anybody could have coached that team? That's Boy, the real question. There's that point. So we'll see what happens with yeah. it. Because um, we saw him become the Lakers head coach. That didn't end up working that well in his favor at all. Yeah. And now as the Kings coach, not working again. So yeah, just makes you wonder if the if it was the talent in Golden State that carried him more than his actual coaching. Which kind of sucks to think about, but unfortunately it's something that can, will be brought up against him as he tries to continue being a, or try to f- become a head coach again in this league. He's, his best bet's going to have to probably go sit on a bench with somebody for a little bit and, um, you know, get get some time out of the spotlight as a coach and then maybe re- resurface down the road somewhere else. All right, so despite LeBron James returning from injury, the Lakers once again fell apart following a pretty big lead on Friday night against the Boston Celtics. The Celtics have been having some trouble of late getting some cohesion as a team, but that seemed not to get cleared up with the Lakers in town. The Lakers eventually lost the game 130-108, to and it was LeBron's first game back in two and a half weeks after injuring his abdomen. The loss dropped the Lakers to under 500 for the season at 8-9. and Yikes. Cooper, I don't know what to make of my team anymore, our team. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of it either, dude. I think it's just, you know, LeBron's not who LeBron used to be either. So well, he's old. He's old. and In uh, NBA terms, he should be dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, not everybody can not everybody can be Michael Jordan, I guess. So. Well, even Michael Jordan wasn't really Michael Jordan in his Wizards days either. Well, yeah, but still, you know, I mean... I still think that Michael Jordan was better. Well, yeah. I think Kobe was better than both of them, but that's just me. Right. I mean, not to be, you know, homerish homerish on it, but, you know, Kobe did quite well. Um, You know, yes, he did need another star, but so did Jordan, so did LeBron. Each time he's won a championship, it's been with another star. Or star, or at least a very talented yeah. number two um kobe obviously with Shaq, and then kobe with gasol but uh yeah it's just a headache to say the least i don't know what's going on with this team it's too old they're they're all too old dude and they're on the back half their careers they really don't i don't know if they don't care or it's just it's it's hard for them to get in a groove because too many egos on the team I, I, I really don't know what to say about it right now. Because, I mean, you think you think LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis could win some games together. Yeah. You'd think. you think. Is it almost... Is it's it, like you you said, though. Even, even with LeBron James out, they should still win games. They have Westbrook. Yeah. So, what's going on here? Is it too early to say that the Westbrook experiment is already a failure? 
Is it too early in the season to kind of say that now? Kind of, but yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, we got uh, December 15th. It will be around the corner soon, and that's when uh, um, trades are, the trade window is technically open for a lot of players. <laughs> and Westbrook. Westbrook. I'm, kind of, I'm already kind of like on that because I'm not seeing much of the <laughs> cohesion going on there either. All right, so the Suns are rising. Phoenix has the league's uh, longest winning streak of the season thus far as they've won. Uh, I have this at 13. It's actually 12 straight games. Uh, they now are only a game and a half behind the Warriors for the top spot. Um, in the top spot in the West and uh, the best record in the entire league. This will be interesting battle between these two teams moving forward. Cooper, your thoughts on the rise of the Suns? The West is wild, dude. Mm-hmm. The West is wild. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, it's good to see Golden State back in the hunt, man, because you and I both knew if they had the Splash Brothers, they'd be... Yep. So, and they still don't even have the Splash Brothers yet. Yeah, yeah. They don't have them yet, but they've got the young enough talent on their on their roster. They're good to go. Mm-hmm. So It's going to be nice, like you said, when he comes back, he won't have to be thrusted into that role again. He can ease his way into it and... Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll still be winning games and, and, you know, keep doing what they're doing, which is playing good ball. All right. Well, it's also interesting to see now that the Suns are back into their winning ways. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, mercy, man. I I find this to be very intriguing, man, because they started out the season kind of sloppy there to begin, but then all of a sudden now they've ran off 12 straight, and yeah, it's going to start worrying their some teams. Oh, yeah. Um. It's going to be very interesting. I can't wait to watch this battle out west because I've always had respect for the Warriors, and you know how much I love Chris Paul. Um, I've yeah. always wished he was a Laker. Wish we could have got him instead of Westbrook because you know at least he's a you know not a turnover machine like Westbrook in that aspect. But anyways, yeah. um, it'd just be nice to see two teams uh, of this caliber kind of battling it out for the top seed and. It's going to make the playoffs very interesting. It definitely is. Especially if they somehow finish one and two, have to face each other in the Western Conference. Unless unless something changes, a lot of teams out east right now are not looking that great. I'm going to have a hard time picking over the Warriors or the Suns if they face each other in the Western Conference and then whoever they face out from the east in the finals because no one in the east right now is looking as dominant as both those teams are. Yeah. But it's early. Yeah, well, given that early. it's early, you know the Bucks can start getting their their health together and start rattling off wins like crazy, and um, which we'll It'd talk be about. Nice to see the Lakers doing something more. Uh, maybe after December fifteenth, when we make some kind of roster adjustment, maybe we'll get something going. Anyways, <laughs> on the opposite end of that spectrum, though, the Houston Rockets' losing streak has reached fourteen straight games since beginning. Um, one and one to start the year. The Rockets have lost every game since then, and it will be not getting any easier for the Rockets as they have to play the Celtics, Bulls, and Hornets in their next three games, who are all hot of who are all hot as of late, and will be looking to keep their momentum going for playoff pushes. They do have back-to-back games against the Thunder, but the Thunder, as the Lakers can attest to, can easily put a game on ice with their three-point shooting capabilities. Cooper, this isn't looking good already for the Rockets. We just talked about this last week, and it's still looking bad. Houston. Houston. You have a problem. Houston, I don't even think you made it off the launch pad with your problems. I don't get this, man. 
at what point does the league say, hey, you guys need to figure something out or you, you need to sell the team? Um, we need we need different management. We need a different look to the franchise uh, because this is bad, dude. I mean, Texas is a big state and sports is a big thing. Even basketball is pretty big in Texas. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it's yeah, not looking this good. This isn't looking good at all, dude. It's definitely not. I'm... I don't even know what to say. I, I mean, I, I understood going with a, with a lineup of young talent trying to get some cohesion makes stuff, you wonder, but you're not even competitive. Makes you wonder if they're trying to be shitty so eventually they can relocate. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I can see that. I mean, Seattle would like a basketball team again. Just saying. Yeah. You know, a rebrand as the Supersonics wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. I can enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I hope to God they get something going before that. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to do a lot of changing. Yeah. All right, and finally, the Cleveland Cavaliers were dealt a huge blow recently as they lost guard Colin Sexton to the season due to a torn meniscus in his knee. That is a very unfortunate um, happening for the team as they have been a surprise thus far in the season and are in the hunt for the playoffs and a possible division title. Obviously, though, Milwaukee will probably get everything together and run the division again. But the fact that the Cavs are starting to look like a competent team was intriguing. I would not be surprised to see them try to make a move at some point to help save their season. Cooper, your thoughts on this unfortunate event for the um, Cavaliers? Yeah, many prairies go out to to Sexton, man. That's that's just crazy. Right. Um, You never want to see something like that happen to a player. Especially so early in his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when the team's winning and doing well. As much as you and I both have always hated the Cavaliers, I mean, you don't want to see something like that happen to a young talent that, that just... No. I mean, he, he's good, dude. He's good. So it just really sucks. And it finally looked like the team was finally able to move out of side the shadow of LeBron James, yeah. finally get their start building their own identity, start actually being competitive. And then to have this happen, it's just got to be like, oh, uh, you're, you just, heart kind of breaks for me. It's like, you finally started looking like, hey, we know what we're doing here. And then this happens. It's just unfortunate. And, yeah, uh, poor Cleveland. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Cleveland is not very good for sports lately. No. <laughs> and even your Browns are pretty pitiful because you barely beat the Lions today. Yeah. So uh, that's to say the least. Of course, then again, they, they didn't tie with them either. Shh. <laughs> Shush it over there. I don't even want to hear about it. Tie with them. No Roethlisberger. No Roethlisberger. <laughs> No Roethlisberger. You can say that all you want. You're still tied with the Lions. No. With a backup quarterback. No Roethlisberger. They should know the offense well enough to be competitive against the Lions. Just shush it over there. The Lions. That's okay. Wait till next Saturday. Even though this isn't going to be fun for either of us. But yeah. What happens next Saturday? Can we watch the Beavers? Okay, well, Tuesday. I'm sorry. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, that's football talk. When we talk football? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be a happy day for you. Yeah, it's not going to be a happy day for either of us. But at least my team's off today on football, so I don't have to worry about the Rams. You're good to go. We can't lose on a bye week. So... I'm kind of worried about the the Steelers tonight. They're facing the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, we need to talk about an uh, upset on Tuesday. That's so. beyond upsets. Even more surprising than yesterday. Yeah. We get to talk about that. Anyway, so uh, can't wait to talk about that. Um, of course, Thursday we're going to be off due to Thanksgiving. We'll be back Saturday with the recap of tonight's pay-per-view. Yes. I love the pay-per-view. Survivor Series. It's fun. Uh, I always enjoy it just because it's brand supremacy. Though, it, and if you guys are enjoying, if you're enjoying the podcast, you like what we do, you like what you're hearing. We have so many other episodes. Yes, listen in, check them out, please. We would love it. We're almost up to 180. Right. That's so. Uh, we're getting there. All right. So. Um, so next Saturday we'll be back with WWE Talk. Um, that'll be our episode after the holiday, and then of course uh, basketball talk and maybe baseball if any other big things happen, move wise, um, signings, trade, offseason trades. Whether or not we officially know about the lockout, that will be almost decided probably next Sunday as well, because uh, I think they have a deadline of December third, so it's going to be pretty close. Um, about whether or not they're going to get anything done before the, before a lockout. Um, so we'll have that, and then of course that following week, will following Tuesday of that week, we'll be with more football talk. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk, and as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sports talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sports talk W I T Cooper, the letter N Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.